It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, this is your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weitz, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you along here on ESPN Central Texas. And it is game day, Aaron, as we get ready for college football and the NFL tonight. Minnesota and Philadelphia on prime video. Uh, Philadelphia at 1-0. Minnesota looking for their first win of the season. But for the Eagles... Missing a, a few key players coming into tonight's game. Does that does that help Minnesota a little bit? Yes, but I still think they lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a great segment on, uh, man, it's not, who was on before us with Carlin? Do you remember? It's not Carlin and Canty anymore, but it's Carlin versus, I should know that. Let's do it every day. But yeah. anyway, he had a, Carlin had a great point today. He was talking about, quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason. Mm -hmm. It may have been his partner. It was one of the two. But he specifically mentioned Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Didn't play any in the preseason. Guess who all had terrible game ones? Imagine that. Yep. And those are three. What have I been pounding the table? Yes, and those are three absolutely of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They're definitely top ten. All three of them would be close, if not top five. I think Burrow and, and Hertz definitely are. Uh, Jackson would be close, probably six mm-hmm. around there. But they didn't play in the preseason any, and you saw how terrible their teams were in week one. So basically, if you don't play your starters in the preseason, you better hope for a defensive effort like the Cowboys have, or else you're just punting week one, unless you could pull out a, a real close win like Philadelphia did against a team that they should have blown off the field. Well, and I think that that's, I guess, that's where they're at right now is, hey, look, as long as we can stay close, we'll be okay. We're not going to risk the injury. I get what their philosophy is. I don't agree with it at all. 100% am against it. I think you, you've you got to see some live action. You've got to be able to see the speed of the game in real time just to get back acclimated to it. And that's just my opinion. Well, and even, even in, look, the Cowboys didn't ask Dak to do much because the defense and the special teams got him a big, got him a lead early, and, and that helped him. And that you knew early on that that offense had nothing for the Cowboys' defense, right? So they kept it really conservative, really close to the vest. And even doing that, Dak was still rusty mm-hmm. and not great. I'm not saying he was bad; he wasn't, but he wasn't great. He was a little rusty, and it's simply because he didn't play in the preseason. Just didn't look comfortable it just at times. Drives me crazy. And but I know we've talked about it a lot, but them talking about it uh, on on ESPN radio right before we came on just I was like I'm glad I was I'm always listening but you know I was in here doing some other stuff and I have sometimes you kind of I'll tune it out but I heard that I was like oh I didn't think about that you're right none of those played none of them played in the preseason they were all terrible in game one it's exactly what Ward and I talked about with the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago with any NFL team you have to play your starters at least a little bit and get them Back used to game speed. Doesn't matter how many years they've been in the league. Mm-mm, does not. So, 
the facts bear us out. We are correct, Ward. <laughs> I'll take Week it. Week one bears us out. Yeah, three, right? <laughs> those three Eagle players that are going to be out. Running back Kenneth Gainwell, uh, which had a great game last week he did. against New England. But he will be out. Cornerback James Bradbury and safety Reed Blankenship have all been ruled out for tonight's game against the Vikings. And also Fletcher Cox has a rib injury. He's listed as questionable. So the Eagles a little bit banged up going into week number two. They're also missing uh, second-year linebacker N'Kobe Dean. I don't know if he's going to play. Gainwell, they can – They'll be okay without. They signed Rashad. They signed Rashad Penny from the mm-hmm. from the Seahawks in the offseason, and they traded for DeAndre Swift. They still have Boston Scott. So I mean, they have plenty of good running backs, and Swift and and Rashad Penny are both capable of breaking any run for a touchdown. Which is weird to say about cheap running backs that they signed in free agency to very very small incentive-laden contracts, but they can. It's been DeAndre Swift, it's been injuries, but he's Mm -hmm. an outstanding, very, very explosive running back. And with Rashad Penny, it's also been injuries. He's just, neither one of them can stay on the field. Uh, Penny is more of a traditional running back, but he does have breakaway speed. He had one game last year where I think he had two touchdowns over 30 yards. So they'll be okay at running back. Uh, Losing their starting cornerback and and a couple of other key defensive players not playing would definitely affect them, especially against a really good Vikings offense. Yeah, the Vikings offense can make some things happen, so it'll be interesting to see just how close they can keep this game tonight uh, and maybe come away. I think it'd be an upset if the Vikings beat the Eagles. I do. Uh, I think the Eagles are probably a better football team at this point. But, I mean, for the Vikings, just – just keep it close and, and give yourself a chance. And, and that's kind of the way Kirk Cousins is. You know, if he can stay close, he has a chance. A lot like Dak Prescott. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think those two mirror each other quite a bit. And people have said that for a long time. I mean, if you if you took those two guys and interchanged them, it's not going to be a whole lot of difference in what you're going to get out of either one of those guys. I don't think. No, I've, I've, I think I made that point on Matt's show a, a while ago, maybe last year sometime. But, yeah, I was like, they, if you look at them on paper, they're super, super similar. Absolutely. Especially since Dak's injury because Dak ran more, obviously, before he, he mm-hmm. suffered his ankle injury. He hardly runs anymore now. And that may, since the injury, their stats are almost identical. They are the same quarterback, which is a, a good – Above average NFL quarterback, but not great, and probably needs uh, an elite defense to win a Super Bowl. And, and yeah, needs some help. Yep. Right? Nothing wrong with that. And I mean, it, yeah, right. And it's not a diss on Kirk Cousins or or Dak. I mean, no, it's you're, not a you're swing glad to have them as your quarterback because mm-hmm. they're better than two thirds of the quarterbacks in the league. They can win you some games. Absolutely. Uh, but you, you mentioned the Vikings. You know, they start off on one. They have the Eagles. If they lose that Eagles game. They have the Chargers next, who are very good, even mm-hmm. though they lost to a good Miami team. The Panthers, who they should beat, and then the Chiefs after that. So if they can't, if they lose tonight, there's a good chance they could start off at one and four. And if you do that, that's a haul. That's a long way to haul back. It is, and and you're pretty close to taking calls to see if anybody wants to trade for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but I mean. You wouldn't give up on the season at that point, but you wouldn't be that many losses away. No. <laughs> Then but it also, gets easier after that. They have yeah. the Bears, and, and the division they, they're in is terrible. But 
and it'll yeah. depend on where other teams are at that point injury-wise. Sure. I mean, I'm sure the Jets would take him right now, but you know, <laughs> right. the Vikings aren't going to do that. Right. But, I mean, there's there's a handful of teams that would probably go, okay, here's what we're going to do. I just don't know at that point if if it's a Super Bowl contending team that has a good defense that has an injury pop up, yes, they'll make that call. Otherwise, I don't I don't think it goes anywhere. I think you're probably right. I just I, I heard them discussing it on ESPN last night actually and uh I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I I agree with you. I don't I don't think I think there's very little chance that they move him, but he is going to be a free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. So you got to consider that. You can move him at the trade deadline and actually get something for him and now you teams of the last few years when they never would before have started showing a willingness to take on those huge contracts and and work around them with the salary cap because they realize despite what Stephen Jones tells you every other day, that there are tons of workarounds with the salary cap. Absolutely. You can go for it and not have to blow it up every other year. Now, I mean, you no. may have to blow it up every fifth year like the Eagles did, mm-hmm. and, and with them, they draft and and retain free agents so well, they didn't really blow it up. You know, they, they just – They kept, turned over the roster more they than did. they blew it up. And, but being right on Jalen Hurts allowed them to be right back yes. in, in, into – Contending, which is uh, Howie Roseman, is just by far the best GM in, in the NFL. I don't think it's even close uh, mm-hmm. with what he's done, winning them a Super Bowl, and then three years later getting them back to the Super Bowl with, like you said, a roster that had been almost completely turned over. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing what he's been able to do. Los Angeles Rams placed backup quarterback Stetson Bennett on the reserve non-football illness list, according to Sean McVay yesterday. He will not disclose the. Uh, specifics on what the situation is, but he said it is not related to the right shoulder injury he was dealing with last week. Uh, out of respect for him and the situation, I'm going to leave it all to uh, in-house. So I don't, uh, again, I don't want to speculate, but there's something not right with Stetson Bennett right now. And, I, and I, unfortunately for him, he's he's got to get that right. He's going to be out for four weeks because of putting him on that list. Right. And I, I kind of was wondering why maybe that way he didn't have to deal with it because sometimes you'll say, don't ask me about that, and they'll keep asking about it. He gave a little more detail. He, the way he worded it made it sound bad when mm-hmm. he could have worded it where it didn't. So I, I think he did that on purpose to say, hey, look, he's dealing with some stuff. I'm not going to talk about it. Don't ask. This is the only time I'm going to bring it up because he could have – worded it a lot differently and said, yeah, you know, we're not going to talk about it, but he's, he's got some stuff he's got to deal with. Instead, he was like, yeah, he's, he's got some issues and we're going to let him work out, but we're not going to talk. You know, it's just the tone, but it makes all the difference in the world. And it really surprised me. Uh, but I think I understand why, like I said, I think he's just trying to end it right now until Bennett gets back. If he does come back, you never know. You never know. You're right. I mean, he'll be on the practice squad where they can bury him a little bit, but, uh, and try to protect him. But, you know, there's there's something going on there that's just not right for him, and best wishes to him to get that right. Uh, off the field is absolutely is we, he, just as important on the field. Yeah, he had that incident where he got arrested. Mm-hmm. You know, he was intoxicated, and pretty wild story. I don't know if it has to do with that or not, but I remember that, and that's the first thing that popped into my mind when this happened. But yeah, I hope he 
Hope he gets everything straightened out and and makes a run at a successful NFL career. Had a great college career, that's for sure. There's no doubt. One of the greatest in the history of college football. There's no doubt. You're right. For, and 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 a walk on. Yes. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think I don't know. I I guess you would have to. I'm trying trying to think of another walk on that did as much as him. Baker Mayfield won the Heisman, but he never won a national championship. No, he didn't. After walking on at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. after he left Tech. So anyway. That's uh, he that's walked a, on at Tech too. That's right. You're right. Yeah, that's that's two pretty incredible stories. So you know, oh, and that, that reminds me, Baker Mayfield. I'm glad we brought that up. Uh, yeah, I, I hope Stetson Bennett gets it worked out. I mean, he was a great college quarterback, and I'd like to see him get through his issues and, like I said, have a chance to be in the NFL. Also, now, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. Did you see what he says? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Someone asked him about the Astros. He goes, I don't know. I'm not an Astros fan. I'm a Ranger fan. I'm a Ranger fan. I'm like, and I am now a Baker Mayfield fan. (laughs) Love that guy. Go Rams. It was about him stealing signs from the defense. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you remember the context because that makes it even funnier. He said, so he was accused of of uh, yeah of stealing defensive signals, and he goes, "No, nah, I don't do that. I'm a Ranger fan, not an Astros yeah. fan." Greatness out of Baker Mayfield, <laughs> ah, my second favorite quarterback now. Oh, it was good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we all know what happened on Monday night, and he did put out on Instagram, "The night is darkest before the dawn. I shall rise again." And so we all speculated or you and I speculated just on Tuesday that that may be the end of Aaron Rodgers. Got one year left on his contract. I don't know if he really wants to battle back and come back from that, but it sounds like at least early that yes, he wants to try to get this rehabbed and try to get back on the field by next year. I I still I still have my doubts that he comes back. Well, and and this is like like most ACL injuries, it usually you're usually not back to a hundred percent. You you can play and you can play well, but you're usually not back to a hundred percent until maybe that season after mm-hmm. the first season back from it. Achilles, it's usually a two year full recovery, isn't it? I mean, yeah. most of those guys, even after a full year, when they come back, they're not close to a hundred percent. They're not they the same. Back. Yeah. Now they get a lo- they get closer in that second year back, but with as bad of an injury as the Achilles injury is, there's, it's not like the ACL. You can get back to close to 100% with an Achilles. I just don't think you can get close to 100%. I think it tops out probably 85 90%. Now, I may be wrong, and if we are, you can hit me up on the text line, 388-662-1660. That's why I was stopping myself. <laughs> Boy, when you have a number that you have burned into your brain, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 254 662-1660 is the CNC Collision Center text line if you want to hit us up about that. Should be interesting. I just don't know. Yeah, will Aaron Rodgers come back or will Aaron Rodgers decide that, hey, it's time for me to do something else? I mean, I think if he wanted to do television, he probably could. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be a lot of options for Aaron Rodgers, let's just say it that way. And I, I don't know that it, you know. it. And look, some athletes – that's the drive. Hey, I, I'm going to come back from this. I'm going to prove that I can physically still play this game. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Dallas Cowboys, well, they got a big win, and they looked real good. 
And Aaron wants to hand him the trophy right now. Let's see what R.J. Achilla thinks next on the Press Box. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The Midway Coaches Show with Shane Anderson is brought to you by Automatic Chef Canteen, Brown House Cafe. Coach, coming off a 48-17 loss to Vandergrift last Friday night in non-district play, we talked last week about how good this team was coming off a state championship game appearance last week, and they lived up to the billing. Yeah, you know, they're a really good football team, top five team in 6A. Uh, Coach Sanders and those guys do a great job. Uh, very proud of our kids. You know, we went toe-to-toe with them for, you know, essentially a half. We had a turnover there right before half. was a 14-point swing. And, you know, and then the second half they got after us a little bit. But, uh, you know, thought our kids, you know, performed well and probably played – the best we had played, uh, you know, all year uh, against those guys. It's just, you know, they're, they're they're the real deal. So we, you know, we had our hands full. Now, one more non-district game this week. It is on the road against Rockwall Heath. Talk a little bit about this Heath team. Offensively, they run a spread. What type of spread is it? Yeah, it's you know, it's a tempo. Uh, you know, stretch the field. You know, spread the field out uh, type deal. You know, doubles, trips, uh, a little bit of two back, but uh, most of it's doubles and trips. And uh, you know, and throw the ball down the field vertically. Uh, Coach Rodney Webb, uh, you know, who's kind of made a name for himself from uh, Mesquite Horn to Rockwall to Denton guy. And then he was AD at uh, Highland Park for a couple years, and then now he's back at Rockwall Heath. And so they've had some transition. Uh, you know, got a lot of young guys playing, uh, you know, a lot of guys playing that, that, that you know, first-year varsity guys, and, and they've played some really, really good opponents like we have and uh, should be a really good football game. ESPN Central Texas. Brown House Cafe is local, homegrown, southern cooking, like going home to Grandma's house, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner with breakfast being served all day. Dishes like homemade biscuits and gravies, pancakes, French toast, or build your own omelet. And don't forget about lunch and dinner, chicken fried steak, build your own burger, grilled Atlantic salmon, and daily specials, plus homemade pies daily. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Brown House Cafe in Woodway. Check them out at brownhousecafe.com. Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payment, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We're treating 
you like family. Find new roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, they help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K Wilson.com. That number again, 254-362-2300. At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive-through service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now, as promised, R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys. And the Cowboys don't need a new drug right now, do they, R.J.? They're playing pretty well. No, uh, it's really difficult to be upset with the way things went last week. Um, Certainly you're not guaranteed to to win every game, let alone to win 40 to nothing. And so um, times are good. Uh, You know, every uh, food tastes better. Uh, Hopefully the sun (laughs) doesn't shine brighter. Uh, We're looking to get away from that thing. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, life is good for the one and no Dallas Cowboys. Do you have all your Monday polos pressed and ready to go? I do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, a really fun thing I do, um, that my dad and I would do just kind of together when I was growing up, uh, you know, when I would go to school or he would go to work I and mean, it was just kind of our thing. And so, um, it's really cool and, and means a lot to me that a lot of people tend to like it. R.J. Ochoa with us here on the press box on ESPN central Texas and looking at this defense, R.J., you and I talked during the summer, during training camp, and really had high hopes for this defense. Did you expect it to look as good as it looked on game number one? You know, um, I mean, you have high hopes, um, obviously, and, and you have belief, and, um, and and you try to talk yourself out of, you know, being a homer or, or having kind of, you know, clouded vision. Uh, I, I, I don't know anyone that could have rationally predicted that. And um, that will probably be, you know, the exception. I think that they will be very good, but um, that's, that's where, you know, things like 
that you know something like that can can really cloud people's judgment and and really change expectations in a bad way and so if you know at the end of the first quarter this week the Cowboys are losing three to nothing you know it incites pandemonium because you elevate your expectations and so um, I, I think this is definitely, you know, a group that can very easily challenge to be the best defense in the NFL. But um, what they did on Sunday night, I mean, it was historic. I mean, it, it truly was. It was historic in a number of different ways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they do that every week, um, you know, by all means, let's start building some statues. Micah Parsons, best player on the field Sunday night, maybe the best player in the NFL this entire week one. Is, is that a little bit of a surprise, any surprise or no surprise at all for you? You know, I keep waiting and, and not in a pessimistic way, but just in a, you know, in a life way uh, for Micah to regress for, you know, for Micah to not be Superman every single week. And, you know, there, there has to be a moment, right? Like, I mean, even, even Superman himself was Clark Kent for like half the time. Um, and so, you know, you would think like no preseason work. I mean, no nothing. I know that that, you know, is something that you're really passionate about, that mm-hmm. there would be some kind of rust to knock off and or that teams would have gotten somewhat better at defending him. And so that that is maybe the most impressive thing to me is that this dude can just turn it on. Um, he really does. P- people compare people to, to him too often. Um, in, th- in this one way, he reminds me of Michael Jordan in that, you know, you, you wondered, like, when does MJ sleep? I mean, because he plays the way he does. He golfs. He plays cards. He's always here. He's always there. Like, when does this dude get rest? And that's that's kind of how Micah is. I just, you know, he, he does now a podcast or a show with Bleacher Report. He's always tweeting. He's streaming Madden. I mean, like, I wonder, like, you know, when when is this dude, you know, catching some Zs? He is, um, he is the exception to all rules. When you look at him, and I, and I know the comparison you just made, but – he does make everybody around him better, kind of like Jordan did, doesn't he? You know, I mean, in that sense, that might be the most fair way to kind of um, draw the comparison between them. I mean, Sunday night is a really great example of it. Uh, you know, Micah is only credited with one sack, obviously, in, in what the Cowboys did. But overall, I mean, the Cowboys had, you know, eight defenders who generated multiple pressures. And in the first half alone, Micah had four pressures and a sack off of just 18 pass rushes. And of those 18 pass rushes that Micah had, nine of them, half of them, uh, you know, were him being double teamed. And all four of the sacks that the Cowboys had in that first half were when he was being double teamed. I mean, he just, you know, in that sense, draws men, right? I mean, he's, he's winning the numbers battle and therefore opening the door for somebody else. Um, he is one of the most impactful people that has ever played for the Dallas Cowboys. I know how crazy that sounds given that it's only his third season, but, but what he has done relative to the short amount of time he's been doing it in, is just absolutely incredible. Were you surprised at all with how Mike McCarthy used Convante Turpin, the uh, former TCU standout and former USFL MVP with the return game? You, you knew what he can do in the return game, but a lot of people have been pounding the table. Hey, get this guy involved in the offense. He does, and he gets in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I spent a week out in Oxnard. I know we talked in, and, and you know, I saw them utilize Cavante before, but I've seen the Cowboys do a lot of things in Oxnard, right, that, that ultimately don't translate, and it's training camp or whatever. And so I was very happy or happily surprised and happily, you know, proven wrong. I thought that that was just kind of some eye candy the Cowboys threw out. And, 
I'm really happy to see that. I'm really happy to see the Cowboys understand, look, we have a lot of explosive playmakers. Let's use them. And I wouldn't be shocked, obviously, or honestly, if this week, Kevontae Turpin didn't touch the ball one time. I mean, because you can't, you know, that's where this team, they've been so good for so many different years, but they've just relied on, on the same dudes being great week in and week out. It seems like they finally understand, let's have a deep bench. Let's roll through. One week can be Kevontae Turpin. The next week can be Deuce Vaughn. The next week can be Tony Parr. The next week can be CeeDee Lamb. I mean, it's about winning every single week and, and not about inflating one player's stats or whatever the case may be. How good was Tony Pollard in your mind? I think he was really good. Um, you know, he didn't have like a, you know, a big time explosive play or anything like that. I mean, he had 14 carries for 70 yards and two touchdowns. And so it's hard to be upset with that, you know? Um, so uh, I don't know that, um, you know, anybody's disappointed in Tony Pard, but it, w- it was just such a weird week. And this is a good problem to have to, to contextualize the offense because they were never, you know, forced to score. There was never any real pressure on them. And so, it's hard to draw any real conclusions about what happened. But I think that Tony Pollard, for his first action since fracturing his fibula, looked really good. When you look at Dak and what he was able to do, pretty comfortable because the defense helped him be comfortable. Is that the recipe that this team needs for Dak to be successful? You know, I, I think that, you know, when you say the or when you ask the question, the answer is obviously yes. Um, but what's exciting about Dak Prescott and, and really what's exciting about this team, and I know that Dak has his detractors that will roll their eyes about this, is we, we know that Dak can win a game by himself. We know that Dak can win a game when the defense isn't putting up a historic kind of night. We know that Dak Prescott can be the quarterback of the number one offense in the NFL. We've seen that multiple years in recent history. And so I don't know that I think it's the formula, but I think what's you know, so cool about this team is, is they're like a chameleon in that sense. They can adapt to what's necessary. And I thought on Sunday night, the Cowboys, you know, very unlike the Buffalo Bills who played in that same building one day later, they didn't try to do too much. They understood, Hey, look, this defense is, is rocking and rolling. We've just got to put this thing on ice. We don't need to be on the dance floor right now. We'll sit here foot up against the wall. We'll hang out. We'll hold our drink. We'll make our jokes. We'll, we'll dance with the ants when the uncles are, are busy outside catching up with one another. We, we we don't have to be the stars of the show, but sometime this season there will be a point where they do have to be, and I certainly trust that they're capable of pulling that off. When you look back at Sunday night's game, the the one thing that stood out that you thought, and it's hard to find in a forty to nothing win, it's hard to find. You don't, you just don't win NFL games like that. But was the the one factor you looked at and go, yeah, we might need a little help at tight end, or they need to grow up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If you're going to hand out a demerit, it's it's probably to them. And, you know, Tony Pollard had two the two touchdowns you mentioned, and they were both, you know, near the goal line. And, and you can make an argument that those could have very well been, you know, Dak Prescott passing touchdowns, but if not for the tight ends kind of having a case of the drops. And so, um, I, I mean, it looked really promising early on. Um, you know, it looks like Jake Ferguson was going to kind of live up to the hype. It looked like Peyton Hendershaw was going to do his thing. And then, you know, look, you – what what a what a shame, you know. Only fifty of fifty three dudes played a perfect game, um, and so I'm I'm willing to give them time, especially when you look at the success of the rest of the team. I mean, they clearly kind of know what they're doing, and, and the Cowboys believe in this group, and so um, we'll see. You know, there there will be a game where the tight ends kind of pop and show off, and um, I'm I'm going to be willing to trust that they'll grow and develop over the course of the regular season and how it moves along. Don't they have to at this Texas Coast offense though for them to be successful going forward? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, um, Zebra Technology does a great job of measuring all sorts of data. And I got an email this morning that confirmed that Dak Prescott had the lowest average time to throw this past week in the NFL, which means he got the ball out faster than anybody else. Um, and so to do that, you know, if you're getting the ball out quickly, you're, you're not even at 40 yards downfield. So you're going to have to have these underneath players be successful. And, and that is a, a, a strong and, and kind of old school cornerstone principle of the West Coast offense is that these tight ends and all these underneath options need to be reliable. And so, yeah, I mean, if they don't come along, you know, in the next couple of weeks, then, then maybe you start to have some conversations, you start to have some discussions. But I think panicking over one week because they weren't as perfect as everybody else would be just a little bit dramatic. RJ, we've talked multiple times about the Cowboys kicking game. And I was worried about it. Some other people were. You, not as much as I was. And after the first extra point, which I think was nerves. I mean, the guy, you know, didn't even kick in college. He's a soccer player, kicked in the USFL. But after that, everything was right down the middle. I was very impressed by Brandon Aubrey. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, my my Twitter mentions were not kind after the first extra point. Because <laughs> that, uh, I figured they'd blow you up. Displayed. I waited. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm appreciative, you know, that we're all willing to call them nerves. And, and obviously the conditions, you know, were a little bit wet and sloppy. And um, that field has also come under fire, you know, given the events of the day after. But um, the fact that he rebounded so well and so strongly at, at such a high volume was really impressive. And, and I think, you know, I do a stock report after every Cowboys game, and I had him as a stock up. Again, I know he missed an extra point, and that's a tough scene. But overall, I mean, to bounce back from that and to be so perfect, to make both field goals, I mean, um, I'm, I'm certainly willing to continue to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm very interested to see how things go this Sunday, obviously, indoors. Granted, it is a 3 o'clock kick, uh, so the glare uh, will be a, a factor there at AT&T Stadium. But at least there won't be any conditions that are impacting him. Well, and also you have to look at the situation that he was thrown in. I mean, he's in his first NFL game. He's at MetLife Stadium. He's probably looking around going, wow, what am I what am I doing here? This is awesome. And all of a sudden a pick six, and he gets rolled out there for a PAT. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not sure how familiar you all are with his story, but I mean, you mentioned he didn't kick in college. It really was a matter of, you know, obviously struggling as a soccer player. Um, and his wife, you know, they had football and was like, you can do that. I mean, like how many, like how many people in the world have had that actually happen? Right. Where like someone's like, Oh, you could totally play in the NFL. And then, you know, (laughs) fast forward some time and they're actually doing it. And so, um, you're right. I, I, I wouldn't put it past Brandon Aubrey in a totally understandable way for there to have been some butterflies. Um, and you know, that first extra point was also this kind of crazy, rush of adrenaline for everybody with the mm-hmm. one Thomas Block field goal that Noah Igbenogany returned. So, yeah, everybody gets a mulligan off the first tee. I thought that those are the rules of golf. With the injury report coming and Brandon Cooks reportedly dealing with the sprained MCL, how bad is that and, and what does that do to this offense? Yeah, as we've been talking, the Dallas Morning News reported it's a grade one. Um, so, you know, no, no need to, you know, run around and scream like our heads are falling off. Um, but you know, this is life. And again, you know, you're not going to, you know, winning 40 to nothing is also proof, as you mentioned, that like everything is going well. Um, there will be some dramatic moments. There will be some stress. There will be some stumbling points. Um, it is a very, very, very long NFL season and there will be injuries that pop up and you'll have to deal with them and you'll have to survive and you'll have to adapt and to adjust. And so it's possible that Brandon cooks plays this week. And while I don't 
want to overlook the New York Jets at all. I mean, the Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites for a reason. And so you have to wonder if, you know, I wouldn't call it arrogance, but, but if there is some kind of measured confidence with saying, let's put Brandon Cooks on ice. Um, let's trust Jalen Tolbert to kind of get some extra snaps this week because he did have such a great training camp. And, and let's play the long game. I thought that's how the Cowboys approached things last week with Tyler Smith, and it worked out for them. How much does it change going against the Jets now that the Cowboy killer Aaron Rodgers is not going to be behind center for the Jets? I mean, it's it's a totally different thing. I mean, you know, on paper you go from facing Goliath to facing David, but but David can win, right? I mean, that's that's the thing that you always kind of have to keep in mind. Uh, David did win, and so um, you can you can feel all the confidence in the world, but. Um, it does feel, you know, the, the juice is gone. I mean, look, I, every Cowboys fan, you know, can't stand Aaron Rodgers, you know, because he's tormented this team forever. But it was such a bummer. And I think, you know, everybody feels for him and feels for Jets fans. And, um, you know, interacting with some Jets fans this week in the lead up to the game, so many of them uh, planned trips for this game. I mean, because how could you not? I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a really unfortunate situation. And I think you have to, if you're the Cowboys, you have to keep your head down. You have to keep tunnel vision. You can't allow yourself to take the cheese and smell yourself because of what happened last week in the injury. I mean, you won and that's cool, but so did they. Like your one win counts just as much as theirs. And despite all of the drama and, you know, difficulties that they went through on Monday night. So you, you have to keep stacking these up. This is a game you're supposed to win. You have to win those because there's going to be some games you're supposed to lose that you're probably going to drop along the way. Well, and there's something to be said about the way that they were able to win that game against the Bills. I mean, you know, they they just stayed within themselves and fought through what could have been devastated. They could have they could have rolled it up four snaps into that ball game and said, we're done. I don't want to take anything away from what the Jets said on Monday night because you're right, it was impressive. But, you know, I don't know how well aware you all are that Cowboys fans kind of hate Josh Allen. And it really has nothing to do with Josh as mm-hmm. much as it does kind of the national media because, you know, Cowboys fans are upset that he doesn't get the same heat or criticism that Dak Prescott does. And so um, while the Jets defense is incredible and, again, they should be given full credit for the win, Josh Allen let them back in that game. I mean, you know, and that's really the difference here is that if Dak Prescott, you know, and the offense can play a clean game and and not just continually – not just leave the door open, but but beg the Jets to come in and raid their house. I mean, you should cruise to victory, and that would have happened. I mean, if, if the Bills had just stayed out of their own way, um, you know, I think that the Jets are probably, you know, their, their tail is even more tucked between their legs with everything and an 0-1-1 record to boot. So it really is about not trying to do too much, not trying to be a hero, and case in point example of how it can go wrong for you happen on Monday night with the Bills and Josh Allen. What does Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott have to do with this offense to – be able to make the adjustments against the Jets coming in? You know, the lowest hanging fruit is the sweetest for a reason. I mean, you know, and, and that's really what you've got to do. And, and you you know, nobody needs CeeDee Lamb to get 100 yards and a touchdown. Nobody needs, you know, Jalen Tolbert to shine if he plays in place of Brandon Cooks. You just got to score more points than them. That's really what this is about. And so they're going to win. You have to understand they're going to get home. They're going to have a couple of sacks. They're inordinately talented. And you have to accept that going in. You just have to understand that you have to take your moments when they come and you don't have to push. You don't have to press. This is an offense that is going to struggle. Again, that's just the truth of it all at this point. So you do not have to give them more opportunities. Just trust the overall machine. I I wouldn't say put it in cruise control. This isn't a Tesla or anything where you can kick your feet up, but you know, keep your foot on the gas and and you're on the open highway. Listen to a playlist you like and and just kind of hope to get to your destination. 
RJ, I have Tony Pollard on quite a few fantasy teams, so I do need him <laughs> to get 100 yards and a, and a touchdown or two. You know, that's for selfish um, reasons. I don't have any shares of Tony Pollard this year, but I wouldn't bank on that this week. I mean, this is one of the best defensive fronts Dallas will face all season, and um, that's, that's just the reality of it. But uh, you can't not play Tony Pollard, but um, I, would, I would maybe try to hit some home and elsewhere. You know, it's, it, it might be a waiver wire week for you. <laughs> I'm banking on some short fields from the defense. Hopefully, hopefully they'll <laughs> come through go. for me. How, how does Dan Quinn scheme for this offense? I mean, it's again, it's it's awkward, right? It's it's uncomfortable to say like, well, they suck and they're terrible, right? I mean, they're still an NFL team, and, right? You know, Garrett Wilson is amazing, and you know, Brees Hall is amazing, and Dalvin Cook is amazing, and so. I, you know, the Cowboys got home so often last week, but they did so only rushing four. I mean, you know, that's what it's about. And I, I don't mean to just keep kind of, you know, banging the company line or anything, but sure. you don't have to do too much. You know, you, you have an insanely talented defense in your own right. And this is a real football cliche, but make them beat you. I mean, make them play hero ball and, and trust that you'll get home. Trust that you'll tip some passes and turn them into interceptions or turnovers or whatever the case may be. All you have to do is kind of trust yourself, and that should be enough. I mean, again, on paper, you're favored by nine and a half, and so make them have to do the inordinate, extra special, unbelievable, holy crap thing. And if they do and you lose, well, hey, they did a holy crap thing. And, and you know, people who do holy crap things deserve a lot of credit for that. But I think if they play this game, you know, 10 times, Dallas probably easily wins seven of them. But that's only 70%. And, you know, that may be a passing grade in school, but that's not what you want ultimately at the end of the day. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. All right, R.J., before I let you go, the score of this game coming up Sunday afternoon. You know, I, I know everybody thinks 40 points is all the rage. I think that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would not bet on the Cowboys as far as the line. I, that's just so many points in the NFL. Um, I would say something like 26, 17, you know, some something like that. And, and I recognize that's coming close to the line, but um, I think that, you know, as talented as I believe and a lot of people believe the Cowboys offense to be, this is a Jets defense that can turn some touchdowns into field goals. And so Brandon Aubrey might be the guy that you want to put on your fantasy team this week. He might walk all at 15 or so points. There you go. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. RJ, I always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. And we'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good rest of the week. There he goes. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Yeah, nine and a half points is a lot. It is, especially considering that that line started out as three. Now, that was obviously because Aaron Rodgers was going to be the quarterback, but that shows you what Vegas thinks of the difference between Aaron Rodgers at quarterback and uh, Zach Wilson at quarterback. There's a night and day difference. Yeah, actually, it may, probably if it wasn't for how good the Jets' defense was, obviously this line would be even, even larger, even bigger, yeah. Oof. Like RJ said, the Jets do have a great defense. It's why they were able to. One of the reasons why they were able to beat the Jets. Another one was because Josh Allen, when they could have won with a conservative game plan like the Cowboys did, mm-hmm. gifted them three turnovers, and they end up beating the Bills, which shocked me, especially after they lost Aaron Rodgers. But we will see. I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys handle them pretty easy. I think that Zach Wilson is going to be a turnover machine in this game, and the Cowboys are going. To struggle a little bit on offense early, but they'll get some short fields. They'll get it going, and I think they'll win it going away. Zach Wilson is going to have 
nightmares about number 11 in his face, I'm afraid. Absolutely. You saw what they did to Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is a much better quarterback. Uh, absolutely. And he's also faster and more athletic, and he couldn't escape the pass rush. So No. I think, yeah, I think Zach Wilson is in for a terribly long day Sunday. Thanks to R.J. Achua joining us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up next, we'll take a look at some college football. We get started tonight with college football. That's next on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Clifton Coaches Show with Brent Finney is brought to you by Royal House Pizza, the Fifth Street Market and Nursery. Coach, coming off a 33-14 win over Bosqueville in non-district play to run your record to 2-1 on the season, a great win. This was a game that was tied 7-7 at the half, but on both sides of the ball, your team really responded in the second half. Yeah, we did, and we, we challenged them at halftime. You know, uh, we needed to come out and, and go score and take control of the, of the second court, uh, second half of the game, and we did. We came out and scored, but then Bosqueville answered and scored right back. And so at the end of the third quarter, it was 14-13, Bosqueville. So uh, really hung in there. Kids battled hard. And in the uh, last seven, eight minutes of the fourth quarter, we really really kind of took over and, and turned it around. Now you continue non-district play this week against McGregor, and this is a McGregor team coming off a big non-district win themselves over Gatesville. That's a, a rival of theirs and a school with a bigger classification. Right, yes, and McGregor's a good football team. You know, they played a couple 4A schools already, and they're in one of the toughest districts in the state. Uh, and so, you know, they their record is not indicative of how good they really are. I mean, they've got a super talented tailback, and uh, they got athletes all over the field. And uh, they'll be a really good challenge for us. ESPN Central Texas. Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to whet your appetite. Serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver. Royal Pizza located at 602 South Avenue G in Clifton. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at 5thStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 46 years in a row. Come to the largest showroom in Texas and experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. 
Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. To keep your energy costs low, seal your home or business with insulation from ProFoam Insulation. Whether you want spray foam insulation, retrofit insulation, blow-in insulation, or bat insulation, ProFoam Insulation is the team for the job. They can handle residential, commercial, and agricultural jobs. They're licensed and insured, offer free estimates, and lifetime warranties are also available. Family-owned and operated since 2017. ProFoam Insulation of Robinson, 254-640-1255, and ask for Matt. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddix Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB106271E. It's no exaggeration to say QC Kinetics can change your life. Hey, it's Matt Mosley from ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all of that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with with pain. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, uh, or neck for me, you need to call and get a free consultation for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now is the best time to get started. 254-415-4100. Again, 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics 254-415-4100. I'll just let that ride. <laughs> just let it go. We can play that the rest of the show. One of my all-time <laughs> favorite songs. And I'm not a huge song of instru- fan of instrumentals, but that one. This one's a good one. It really is. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas, sneaking up on the 1 o'clock hour. It is a beautiful day outside in Central Texas, and I'll argue with anybody on that. I like the rain. I like the cooler temperatures. Keep coming. Give us a little more. Absolutely. After the brutal summer we've had, I'll I'll take some, some rainy, cool days for a while. Yeah, it's nice outside, but be safe. The roads are slick, so uh, watch it if you're – Moving around. College football gets uh, going in week number three tonight as Cookman takes on number 22, Miami, on the ACC network. Uh, Miami should run away with this in there, and it should not even be close. But strange things happen on Thursday night football in college football. But I don't think that this will be much of anything that you have to say, I'm going to stop down. Just check in on this one. I'll, I'll say it that way. Check in on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll – 
I'll check my phone, and if it's close in the second half, I may turn mm-hmm. it on. Yeah. How about Navy at Memphis on ESPN tonight? Now, that one intrigues me. One, because I always like to see Navy play. I love watching their offense. Um, for the most part, they're pretty disciplined. And Memphis is – they're a little intriguing to me. I mean, they are. I, I think they, they're on the cusp of being a, a pretty good football team. And then, you know, one week, even going back to last year, one week Memphis would look like, well, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. And the next week – you would think they're not going to win a game. So there's not a whole lot of consistency with Memphis. I want to see if they get some of that consistency this year. But Navy, for me, it's fun to watch them play. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think that could be a really, really good game tonight. And I will tune that in for a few minutes. I will mainly be watching the Vikings and the Eagles tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those two TV nights for me. I'll have both of those on. And then I'll be checking – uh, on the Texas Rangers tonight as well. Yeah, I for me it's TV and phone. <laughs> I'll have one game on the phone and and have it on the uh, on the coffee table by the couch, and then I'll have the TV on the NFL game. So, well, best of both worlds. Yes, got three games to check out tonight, in two in college football, one in the NFL, and of course. Coming up a little bit later on, right here on ESPN Central Texas, Texas and Toronto, and you're, Texas going for a sweep. Yes, your red hot Texas Rangers. Wow. Going for six in a row. Never thought that sentence would come out of my mouth after, Not after the last month. No, after after their terrible, terrible end of August and uh, beginning of September. Yeah, well, shame on me. I wrote them off. Hey, you, you, me too. I, I just, but I mean, I, we didn't. It wasn't just – I mean, we had very good reasons. They, they already had a historically bad bullpen, mm-hmm. and they keep losing players, and yet they keep winning. And it's pretty remarkable. I, we talked about it off here. I don't know how much of a, uh, how much of a run they can make mm-hmm. with the bullpen and losing another starting pitcher, but that's the strength of this team is the depth of their starting pitcher, that pitching. That's one of the reasons why – they have the record that they do, and that's one of the reasons, along with their hitting coming back around with people coming off injuries, that they're on this winning streak. One game back of the Astros, a half, one and a half games ahead of Seattle right now are the Rangers uh, at 81-64. and 64. Pretty impressive just to consider where, where they were just a couple of weeks ago. And Aaron and I were saying, well, close, but not happening this year. They – they can get in the dance. I hope they prove us wrong. They can get in the dance. They're still right there within striking distance, especially the wild card. They're sitting in good shape with the wild card. Now, they need to continue to win. They can't go on a four-game losing streak because that would destroy it for the Texas Rangers. You'll hear them right here on ESPN Central Texas coming up tonight. Don't forget John Morris and Matt Mosley live at the Baylor Club this afternoon starting at 2 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, 
Your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at FifthStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Extraco Banks have made so much of our company growth possible. They tailor everything to us. We want to innovate and we're willing to take the risk, but they help us mitigate that risk, limit the downside. Jason Collier is more than just a banker to us. It's been a great partnership without which we could not have grown our business like we have. To learn more, visit extracobanks.com. Extraco Banks is member FDIC. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Brazos Valley Golf and Battery is a locally owned and operated sales specialist in Robinson, Texas. They carry new and refurbished automotive, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries at better prices than any of the national chain.